This is Express FM. Supported by Highbury College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. The Great Dane is finally up and running with his maiden goal in senior football. He's got it for Portsmouth, can he get the shot away? He can, and he'll score his first senior goal. It looked like he'd overrun it, but Scarlett was able to force the ball in the back of the net. Fort Nil, Pompey won. Tottenham Hotspur Loney, Dane Scarlett bagged his first professional goal at the weekend to help Pompey to a 1-0 win over Port Vale, a scoreline which would coincide with results elsewhere, see the Blues top the League One table after six games. That's now two stalemates and four wins for Portsmouth, who remain unbeaten in the league since the start of the season. And with team spirits higher than they've been for a very long time, Danny Cowley shares an insight into the Blues' preparation techniques and what it means to be involved with such a tight-knit group of players. We're trying to bring the group together, obviously we're a group that's come together quite late in pre-season. Lots of new personality, lots of new relationships and working hard on the pitch, but we're also trying to work hard off the pitch. We will also hear from midfielder Marlon Pack before 7 o'clock. He's been talking about his 500th Football League appearance, as well as his biggest takeaways from Saturday's win at Port Vale. I think obviously for me, the, you know, the more pleasing thing is, is the win and then Dane scoring his first goal. I think I'll take those two points more out of the game and yeah, the 500 league game's real good and um, you know, I just want to keep adding to that milestone. It was Bedlam in Burslem for the 1,685 travelling blue supporters who saw their side claim yet another league victory, this time to top the league table, albeit still very early on in the campaign. Nonetheless, Pompey fans, are you encouraged by what you've seen so far? Have you been convinced that this side could compete for an automatic promotion spot this season? And who was your man of the match from Saturday's win? Get in touch. Express is the word to put up starting your text. Send your messages in to 81400. Alternatively, you can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or head to the comment section over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM. This is the Football Hour and welcome to it. We're here until 7. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome along on this bank holiday Monday night to Express FM where you are locked in and tuned in to the latest instalment of the Football Hour, supported this season by Stagecoach South. Throughout the next 60 minutes here on the only radio station from our great waterfront city of Portsmouth, you'll be treated to nothing but passionate Pompey discussion, as well as player and manager interviews and interaction from the people who keep this show firmly on the road, you, the listeners. That's right, we're relying on you back home to help us through until 7 o'clock, be it just a message to say hello, a comment from the weekend's game, or even a score prediction from the Blues' midweek trip to Crawley. I'll remind you again on how you can get in touch shortly, but first, let's take a journey back in time to Saturday afternoon. 
Pompey made the 412-mile round trip to Vale Park for the first meeting between Port Vale and Portsmouth in over 22 years. The Blues were unbeaten in their opening five league matches prior to kickoff, but fresh off a 3-2 defeat to Newport County in the Carabao Cup just four days previous. Danny Cowley made two changes from a side that beat Bristol Rovers at Fratton Park a week before in Pompey's previous league outing. Andy Moon was joined alongside former Blues midfielder Gareth Evans in Burslem as 11th place Port Vale played host to 3rd place Portsmouth. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to Live. It is Port Vale against Portsmouth in League One. Portsmouth are in their usual home colours. They'll be going from left to right in this first 45 minutes. It's Harrison in the box and a dangerous break. It's loose and it's in John Box and Ragger clears it off Robertson's back and it's gone out for a Port Vale corner. But that was the most dangerous moment so far for Pomp. It's Scarlett for Portsmouth. Can he get the shot away? He can and he'll score his first senior goal. It looked like it overrun it. But Scarlett was able to force the ball in the back of the net. We've been talking about his pace, and that is what got him away from the Port Vale defence and has given Ports the lead. It's Port Vale nil, Pompey one. Port Vale working this up nicely. There's loads of space for Wall to deliver with his right. Hook towards the far post. Conlon loses out in the air to Rafferty. Was that a foul? The home fans think so. The referee doesn't. Still at the far post. Has Curtis committed a foul? Again, no, says the referee. Still there for Port Vale. Harrison to deliver. Right-footed. Still dangerous. Header over the bar. Roof of the net. Pompey survive. It is still 1-0. Jacobs. Pack will hit it. No, we'll go back to Jacobs down the left-hand side. This is well worked. Jacobs trying to get across it. Back with his right foot. Stood up to the far post. Heads go up. Port Vale with the first one. And is there a foul by Raggett? Yes. It's a cleverly worked free kick. Pompey got the ball in, but couldn't find a blue head. One Jacobs finds the ball, comes to him, and he breaks forward and looks in the area for Hackett. Chance to win it, but a great sliding challenge denied him, and now Port Vale come forward. Here's Massey on the right, chance to get a ball into the penalty area. Massey to the far post, Harrison the target, his head is straight at Griffiths, and it's a very easy save. Is he going to shoot? He will from a long way. Oh, it deflects, Griffiths saves, loose in the penalty area. Small is going to get there, and he takes it away from Hackett. Danger not gone, still in the box. That's a terrible ball from Small out to the right-hand side and it's out for a Portsmouth throw. Jacobs is still going. Good from Jacobs. Jacobs lays it off. Joe Morrell to hit it. And he's just wide. And that's the final action of the game here at Vale Park. And Portsmouth have beaten Port Vale by a goal to nil. And as things stand, they will be heading top of League One this evening. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. So Pompey 1-0 winners over Port Vale thanks to Dane Scarlett's first half strike to round off a perfectly executed counter-attack. And there was a full complement of fixtures across League One on Saturday. Accrington Stanley and Exeter played out a goalless draw. Bristol Rovers were held to a one-all draw by Shrewsbury. Elsewhere, Cambridge came out on top of a seven-goal thriller with Burton Albion winning that one by four goals to three. Oxford United beat Cheltenham Town 2-1 away from home, while Derby County produced a late turnaround to come back from a goal behind to beat Peterborough United by two goals to one at Pride Park. It finished Ipswich 2, Barnsley 2, Lincoln 2, Fleetwood 2, 
MK Dons 4-0 winners away at Morecambe. Plymouth Argyle saw off Bolton Wanderers winning 2-0 at Home Park. Sheffield Wednesday destroyed Forest Green Rovers 5-0 at Hillsborough and Wickham drew 1-0 with Charlton Athletic. So at the end of August, the League One table looks like this. Stop the count because the Blues are top of the league. Pompey in first on 14 points while playing 4-4-2 as well. Just don't tell Joey Barton because that formation clearly does not work. Ipswich are second and behind only on goals scored. Sheffield Wednesday in third on 13 points. Saturday's opponents Peterborough are fourth while Plymouth and Derby complete the top six. Cambridge, Charlton, Exeter, Bolton, Accrington and Wickham make up the top half. Port Vale drop all the way down to 19th, whereas the relegation zone is currently occupied by Cheltenham, Forest Green Rovers, Morecambe, and right at the very foot of the table, Burton Albion. So here is who I'm sharing the airways with tonight. Sam Macy joins us on the Footblower this evening on this Bank Holiday Monday. Sam, massive thank you for coming in this evening. Yeah, not a problem, Jake. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, getting me back on the show. Well, Sam, let's not get carried away, but Pompey at top of the league after six games, four wins, two draws unbeaten in League One. It's going pretty well and quite really the, the perfect start But Danny Cowley and all the fans would have hoped for. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're just hitting our stride as well. I think the first two games were draws and since then it's been four wins so we can't complain at all. Um, a lot of optimism, optimism around Pompey. Uh, everyone's buzzing with it. Um, yeah, it just, it just feels like it feels like this the League Two promotion season. Um, it's the best, the best I've felt about the club since then for sure. Yeah, I was going to say something that is really capturing the fans at the moment. It's not just the performances on the pitch. It's not just the results that are, are coming from it. Because let's be honest, some of these games, they've not been totally inspiring. Saturday's game at Port Vale wasn't the best performance we've seen of this Pompey team. But, you know, good teams, they find a, good, they find a way to win in difficult circumstances. But what we've seen, the atmosphere around Fratton Park on a match day, the atmosphere at away games is always top quality anyway, but there seems to be some sort of feel around the place where fans are beginning to really get on board with not just Danny Cowley, but the, the club as a whole. There's a real feel-good factor around the place at the moment. And like you mentioned, it's been a while since we've experienced that. Yeah, definitely. I think if you look at the, the four wins which you've got, we've won ugly, um, we've won well. I think the two home games, we, we won well and we look quite comfortable, but then Cheltenham and then Port Vale on Saturday we, we, we grinded out the victory without really getting out of second gear I think um, and that's what good teams do when they're not at top form they still find a way to win and in both of the two away games where we've grinded out the results we, we haven't conceded a goal and I think that speaks volumes because every good team is based off a, based off a good defence and we've got the players going forward now where we can nick a goal and you feel like every game we go into we're going to score at least once and then where you've got a partnership like Sean Raggett and Morrison at the back, it's, it's going to be good going forward that we, we've got that continuity and we're, we're stable defensively and we can build, especially away from home, going forward. Yeah. Um, Matt Fry on Twitter, at Pragmatic Frog, says, Man of match on Saturday, Sean Raggett, the GOAT. We still need an additional winger with a bit of pace and the fan base is 100% more connected with the club uh, this season. And uh, Matt reckons Pompey are going to finish in the top six um, in the 2022-23 season. Um, Sam as well, not just, you know, you mentioned there about how some of these games have been difficult. We've not produced the best performances, but we've, we're getting the results over the line. We're winning with 4-4-2. It's a formation that a certain manager wasn't too happy with um, last time we played them, and they conceded a late goal to Shrewsbury at the weekend, and he had a few choice words after that one as well. 4-4-2. It's clearly working. Yeah, I think it's... 
if something's not broken, don't fix it. That's, that's what it is. I think if you look at the players we've brought in, it's, it's pretty obvious that the, the formation Cowley wants to play. You, you, you've got either Dane Scarlett or Joe Piggott playing up front with uh, Colby Bishop, and, and it just seems to work because Bishop's that number nine, which we want, and then Piggott and Scarlett can drop a little bit deep and pick the ball up and make things happen. Um, you've got two natural wingers with, with Ronan Curtis, Michael Jacobs, Owen Dale, Rika Hackett, whoever's going to play. You've got that that two in midfield with Marlon Pack definitely playing the sixth role and, and being that deep line playmaker, which we've been screaming out for probably since. Well, I don't remember the last time we had a deep line playmaker as good as Marlon Pack. And then the back the back four as well is just like I said earlier on. It's just the continuity. I think you know what the back five is going to be week in week out, um, and that's that's what you can say about Danny Cowley. If you look at the back four as well, there's so much experience at, at championship level, and they're going to grind out results and win 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 at this level. Um, and I think if you've got a young keeper like um, like Josh Griffiths in the sticks, you've you've got Morrison, Rafferty, Raggett. They've all got experience at the level, um, and they they can sort of guide him through the games. But I say if four four two, it might not be the most pretty formation. It might not be a, a, an inverted wingers five at the back, whatever you want to say. But it's it's working for us, and teams still haven't found out to beat us. And and that, that's all you can say. Um, I'd say it's exciting times, and the four four two seems to be working. So stick with it. Yeah. And uh, looking at the way Pompey have started the season, of course, six games in the league campaign, unbeaten, top of the table. We have been in this position before. We've been in a similar position. Um, you go back to even last season, Pompey had only just lost their first game of the campaign in match day number five away at Wigan Athletic. It all came crashing down after that. Um, I think it was 2018 or 2019. Pompey had um, beaten Peterborough by a goal to nil away from home uh, to go top of the League One table. Again, that season didn't quite end the way uh, that Kenny Jackett's side would have hoped for. But what do you think, and I know there's a long way to go, Sam, 40 matches still to play, we're not getting carried away, we're going to take each game as it comes, of course we are, there are going to be bumps along the road, but is there a clear difference between what we're seeing this season compared to those seasons that we've just compared it with? Uh, I think so. If you look at sort of those teams, I think everyone sort of knew that there was holes in it. Um, If you look at that Kenny Jacket team, I remember sort of all the talk about striker. I think it was Ollie Hawkins playing up front that season, and we 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 it just wasn't a natural goal scorer, and we were far too reliant on Jamal Lowe and Ronan Curtis to get the goals for us. And if they didn't score, then we weren't going to get any goals. And then obviously last season, it was the squad depth, and I think a lot of talk was was about the the start we made and the teams we faced. I think the fixtures were quite favourable favourable for us last season. Um, however, I think this year it's not been the easiest start, and I think the next four games we've got probably three teams who are likely to finish in the top six this season so we'll see how we are after that but if you look at our team this season there's there's no obvious weakness and I think that's the difference um you saw yeah you saw on Saturday the the pictures from the dressing room with in regards to Louis Thompson and I think the buzz around the place and the togetherness of this side especially from from the from the Cowleys downwards it, you can it's just evident I think like I said it's just it's just completely different to, to anything we've had probably since the the League Two title winning season and if, if I'm being completely honest I think there is no weakness in this side. I'll probably like one or two more bodies in before the deadline. But I say that, that there's no weakness, and the squad depth is ridiculous for the level. Mm. So it just it just seems very different to those sides which have had obvious weaknesses. Yeah, and just touching upon what Sam was saying there, Pompey fans tuning in from back home. If you haven't seen it yet, I really do advise you head over to either Pompey's Twitter account, which is at Pompey, or go to a YouTube page, which you can just find by searching for Portsmouth FC on YouTube for um, after the game uh, in the dressing room after the one 0 victory over Port Vale on Saturday. Uh, Danny Cowley. 
FaceTimed uh, the injured Louis Thompson from back home um, and, and showed his face across the dressing room whilst, whilst playing music. And they're really enjoying the atmosphere and soaking it up. And like you say, Sam, that's something which... We, we spoke about a few minutes ago the difference in the feel around the fan base, not just from what we're seeing on the pitch, but everything that's happening off the pitch as well, behind the scenes. There seems to be that bit more unity this time around than there has been for the last maybe four or five seasons. And Saturday, as you just mentioned, epitomises that, the FaceTime to Louis Thompson, the interview we're going to hear from Danny Cowley in part two of tonight's show, calling him before the game, letting him pick his own music, you know, getting him involved, despite the fact that he's 300 miles back home. That's it. I think if you look at the Cowleys, they they just get it. And 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 if you look at an example, another example I'll give is is Jaden Reed last season when they didn't they didn't have to keep him on this year. But where where is sort of like a horrendous injury? They let him have his rehab at Pompey, and then hopefully this year he's going to be with the first team squad and he can kick on. I think as people, the Cowleys are just what we need, and they completely get the club. Um, if you look at it, the even even yesterday, um, sorry, not yesterday, on on Saturday, the the before the game playing Mike Oldfield Portsmouth again it's it, it's just they, they understand the club and what, what we as fans want and I think that that for me is all you can ask you want a manager who who has passion and, and just understands the city and, and, and the club and I think you, I feel a lot closer to the club than I did sort of like this time a year ago this time two years ago it's just it's nice to see especially when, when you sort of like draw the curtain back and you have videos from, from, from the change room and things which is a credit to the media team um as, as I say, we as fans just feel a lot closer to the club than we, than we have done in, in years. Uh, Gaz Guinness on Twitter says, uh, Good evening, Jake. My man of the match was Marlon Pack. Has his work cut out early because Lowry and Morel uh, are not gifted in terms of height, but they make up for it with talent. Strength and defence needed. A massive connection we've got with Danny and the entire club at the moment. Playoffs minimum, but let's see how it goes. Play up, Pompey. Thank you very much to Gaz Guinness on Twitter for getting in touch with us this evening. Okay, then. Me and Sam will be right back after the break. And don't forget, Blues fans, we want to hear from you back home. What you've got to say from Saturday's game, whether you've got a question for the panel or even a prediction for the next couple of matches. All the usual ways put Express at the start of your text and send that in to 81400 don't forget to put your name at the end of that as well. You can email in to sport at expressfm.com use at expressfm on twitter or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live Okay, when we return, we'll dive into some of their messages and find out who Danny Cowley is talking about here. He's someone we're obviously really fond of. He don't like compliments, so I try not to give him too many. I just normally have a go at him, to be honest. That's what motivates him the best, but no. He's a warrior, and yeah, he's made a fantastic career for himself, and I'm really proud of him. Stick with us. The Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 
Express FM. Good evening and welcome along to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour, supported by Stagecoach across the South. Whilst Pompey continue to deliver on the pitch, Stagecoach are delivering off of it, with affordable and reliable bus services right across the South Coast. Okay, as always, Pompey fans, we're urging you back home to get in touch with the conversation uh, this evening. Let us know all of your thoughts from Saturday. Who was your man of the match in Pompey's 1-0 victory over Port Vale? Where do Pompey still need to strengthen ahead of Thursday's transfer deadline? And what do you think the score will be between the Blues and Crawley Town at the Broadfield Stadium tomorrow evening in the first round of group stage fixtures of the Papa John's Trophy? Mick Cutler on Twitter has got involved. He says his man of the match was Joe Rafferty. We do need another centre-back and maybe another pacey wide man and someone to cover the loss of Louis Thompson. Uh, Definitely, we feel more together, but winning games brings that. Good spirit in the team is really helping. It's too early to say if we're going to finish in the top two, but certainly more positive than I have been for a very long time, the opinion of Mick Cutler on Twitter. If, like Mick, you want to get in touch this evening, 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word express. You've got until 7 o'clock to do just that. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm within your tweets or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey. Live. Uh, just really feeding off what Mick was saying there. Sam Macy joins us for the football hour this evening. His man of the match on Saturday um, was Joe Rafferty, and someone maybe who has gone um, unsung since the start of the campaign. Everyone's uh, you know received their plaudits, and everyone's been um, certainly welcomed with open arms uh, due to the incredible start Pompey have had this season. But considering the goals that are going in, Colby Bishop's off the mark, Michael Jacobs off the mark, Dane Scarlett now, Joe Piggott, Ronan Curtis. Everyone in attack seems to be hitting the ground running already. No one really talks about the men at the back. And Joe Rafferty, a great example of one of those players. Yeah, definitely. I think Rafferty's been a very shrewd bit of business from Danny Cowley. I think he's obviously played a lot of games for Preston in in the league above, which which is a good sign. And especially with the competition, which he's got from Zach Swanson as well, who sort of came in, I think everyone expected to be the first choice right back. And then to have two players like Swanson and Rafferty I think both both when they've been in the team have been excellent. Um, Swanson in the in the EFL Cup more so, but um, I think yeah. Every time I've seen Rafty play, he's, he's very solid and he goes about his business sort of like quietly, but he's always there. I think overlapping on that right back position with with Jacobs, um, Owen Dale, whoever it might be, he's, he's always there. And I think he's sort of very similar to Connor Ogilvy on the other side. Um, it's just a very solid like six, seven, or eight out of ten. Never is a bad game. Always very solid. And I think that's that's what you need to base a back four on. Mm. Just solid players. And I think we've got four of them. Um, and the wing backs again defensively. The wing backs are absolutely excellent. They're, they're as good defensively as they are going forward. And I think having that continuity and, and how solid they are is something which we can we can build off. Yeah, and I can't believe we've gone into part two of the show and we still haven't talked about the actual goal that won Pompey the game on Saturday. Sam Dane Scarlett in the first half. It was a fantastic ball from Marlon Pack in the centre of midfield. We talk about it week in, week out. He is the orchestrator of that Pompey midfield. Fantastic ball for it to Dane Scarlett. He used his pace. Um, I would say kept his cool, but he did almost fluff his lines. Um, very fortunate to actually get the shot away but we're not taking it away from him because he's got his first senior goal his first goal for Pompey a fantastic moment for him Sam and it was coming yeah of course it was I think if you look at some of, some of the chances he's had he's been really unlucky that he's not scored yet um, he's pretty much done everything but score he obviously got that assist for Dale in front of the front end um, 
the, the Cambridge game, the stand innovation he got with with the front end singing his name, it must must be amazing for him at such a young age as well. Um, but I say he sort of the expectations were really high, and I think we we've had that before with lone players who've come in from sort of Premier League clubs. But um, yeah, he's 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 hit the ground running, and and I think he's he sort of introduced himself to to the front and faithful, and, and everyone loves him now. Um, but I say Marlon packed that ball. I said it a couple of weeks ago when I was on the show. It's, it's like a quarterback in American hmm. football, the way you can just sort of like pick, pick out a man. But I think it's it's, di- it's always difficult when you sort of when anyone who plays football or has played football would know when when you're running through with that much time on goal, you sort of overthink it almost. And I think Scarlett was like, "Do I shoot? Do I go around the keeper?" And in the end, he sort of just just sort of like fell over and got the shot in just about. And uh, thankfully, it did go in for him. But it's, it's, it doesn't matter how they no. go in. It could be thirty yard world. It could be the goal he scored. But a goal's a goal, and, it, and he got us three points and hopefully that's the first of many now and as I say we've got three strikers who are who are all contributing and scoring goals and it's a nice selection headache to have which, which one of the three misses out and I think on the rotation it, it, you, you've got options you, any combination would work and I think would get into most teams in League One Absolutely Okay Sam before we go any further mate I think it's about time we heard from the man who knows exactly what we need Max Swatton pulled Blues gaffer Danny Cowley aside after the full time whistle at Port Vale on Saturday to get his assessment of the 1-0 victory over the Valiants Well Danny three words for you we keep going Yeah a good win for us really pleased with the outcome I think a uh, tough place to come and the most I've been at Port Vale many times as a manager and it's the most I've seen their support with their, their team. Obviously, they come off the back of the promotion, have a real spirit and intensity about them. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, a really well-earned win, a uh, good clean sheet and uh, yeah, good performance. Team first, a phrase you've used a number of times this season and a phrase that was personified in that performance today from the lads that started, those on the bench and all the way back home to, to Louis Thompson as well. Absolutely, absolutely. For us, yeah, it's always just put your team, be- team before yourself. That's what we mean by that. It was, it's the players' words, not ours. Um, and yeah, for, it's been a tough week for us, obviously. Louis had his operation on Friday. Um, he's been at the sort of forefront of our mind um, all week and we would have loved to, for him to be with us today. Um, obviously, he couldn't, um, but he sent the players a message before the game with... Um, we, we were trying to bring the group together, obviously, we're a group that's come together quite late in pre-season. Lots of new personalities, lots of new relationships, and we're working hard on the pitch, but we're also trying to work hard off the pitch. So, normally, Ronan Curtis's music dominates our change room, and it's bloody awful. So, um, we, we decided that everyone would have their own song and uh, their own music before the game. And, uh, yeah, so Louis, Louis jumped on that, and it was actually his song and his choice that was the last song that we come out to before the game. And it was obviously the, the Portsmouth song that we, we, we come out to at Fratton Park, which meant a lot to everybody. And uh, he said that if we won, there would be, a, there'd be, a, there'd be another song. And, uh, yeah, he, um, he chose um, another one, Bites of Dust. So... Um, yeah, and the boys had him on, on FaceTime. I think you might have, might, have, might have recorded some of it, but yeah, we got we got him on FaceTime after the game, and it was nice for the for him to to share the the, the victory for with, with everyone because ultimately our motivation today was 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 pure and simple. We were we were trying to win the game for for, for Louis. Let's talk about Dane Scarlett, his first senior goal. How proud of him are you? Yeah, good day for us because you know. Dane scores his first senior goal, it'd be the first of many, but to do that in a well-earned away victory is fantastic. Um, the biggest compliment I can give him is that he missed two chances on Tuesday and I didn't worry about him at all and he's, and he's only an 18-year-old boy. And that, um, that says everything about, about him and the, the, the confidence that he has, it's like nothing touches him. And uh, 
it's a, it's a, it's a really good attribute to have. So good for him, great for Marlon, 500 league games, amazing professional. Um, but for, him, for, for us to be able to win the, his 500th game, I think makes it extra special. Clark Robertson comes on after a minute, um, not ready really to play 90 minutes. You know, when you lose a really key member of your defensive line in Michael Morrison away from home so early in the game, it's never easy. So for him to come on, I thought he was flawless. For us to keep the clean sheet, really important. And, and lastly, just Josh Griffiths. I just thought, you know, the sign of a good goalkeeper. Had very little to do all game. But in that 92nd minute when, um, when they have a shot from distance, it goes through bodies and he looks like it's nestling in the bottom corner and he finds a save from nowhere. I first seen a goal for Dane Scarlett, 500 games for Marlon Pack and 150 games for Pompey games for Sean Raggett as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he um, he's he's someone we're obviously really fond of, Rags. He don't like compliments, so I try not to give him too many. I just normally have a go at him, to be honest. That's what, that's what motivates him the best. But no, he's, um, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a warrior and he's, um, yeah, he's, he's made a fantastic career for himself and I'm really proud of him. Just finally, Michael Morrison came off early on, as you mentioned. Can you shed some light on what happened there? No, it was a pretty reckless challenge right in the first 20 seconds. Um, it's ended up catching him full, full on, the, on, the, on the front of his face. He's, he, he's a, he, his vision was blurry, he had double vision. He tried to play on with it. He's a, he's a, he's a t- he don't play as many league games as, as Michael Morrison does at centre-half and not be tough. But he, he had double vision. He was seeing two balls. So, it, it, obviously, with concussion protocol, it was it was absolutely the right thing to do. So, he came off. Um, but we're hoping that it's it's not too bad. We're now test to see that if it is concussion, and then if it is, then we'll we'll obviously follow the necessary protocols. There we are. Then the post-match thoughts of Blues head coach Danny Carlo. Danny Cowley following Saturday's 1-0 victory over Port Vale, which put the Blues top of the League One table after six matches played. Um, Let's talk about man management, Sam. We've mentioned briefly in part one regarding the the Louis Thompson situation at Vale Park on Saturday, FaceTiming him after the game, getting him involved with the pre-match music, etc. But the man management that Danny Cowley has shown since his arrival at the club, he's got his own team now. Um, We were always maybe going to judge this team based upon free transfer windows. This is the third transfer window. We're coming to the end of it. He's got his own team. And the way that he's displaying himself, you know, on the pitch with his, you know, typical barking his orders and really backing his men, um, the way that he reacts to the fans, he's got time for everybody at Fratton Park. You, you mentioned earlier, Sam, he's, he's, he understands the city, he understands the community and the football club. But his leadership off the pitch in the dressing room, on the training ground, when we hear these sort of things happen with Louis Thompson that interview there talking about his treatment of Sean Raggett he knows that Sean Raggett doesn't do too well with compliments he actually needs to kick up the backside even when he is playing well that actually spurs him on to become a better player he's managed him previously at Lincoln City this is the kind of manager that Pompey have been screaming out for since I don't know when but Danny Cowley seems to be the manager that just gets it yeah 100% I think if someone you, you didn't mention as well I think the treatment of Ronan Curtis has been amazing this yeah. season as well I think um, sort of he, he's rediscovered that form which he showed from a few years ago which which we all thought as fans was, was potentially lost and he's playing probably the best football we've seen probably since that first season he came in um, it's just yeah every, he sort of mentioned Joe Piggott as well about how unlucky he's been not to not to get his place in the side and I think yeah he's, the, the treatment of everyone with such a big squad which we've got now he's got to keep 
20 plus players happy and I think he's doing a really good job of that I think if you look at look at pretty much everyone in the squad they've all got minutes if if they've been fully fit this season and he, he sort of understands it I think the Sean Raggett thing if you look at Sean Raggett when he when he came in um, a few seasons ago he, he looked quite shaky with the ball at feet and I think you could almost expected a mistake from him if the ball was at his feet like every other game I think he made the mistake in the Bristol Rovers game but you sort of look at it and you're like He's just going to shake it off, like because you, you sort of trust Raggett now, especially with the treatment which which Danny Carroll has given him. Obviously, in the absence of Clark Robertson, he's taken the captain's armband, and he ta- he's he's a la- that leader on the pitch, and it's, it's it's what you want really from a centre half. And I think if if you told me after that that first game we 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 had Sean Raggett a few years ago that he'd make 150 appearances and he'd be probably a lot of Pompey fans' favourite player, I, I I wouldn't have believed you. But it's just a testament to what Danny Carroll's done. Um, and the man of management skills, and I think Sean Ragg has been excellent. And I say he's probably up there with someone like Gareth Evans and and sort of Lee Brown as one of the best players we've had in in the last ten fifteen years. Yeah. And made his one hundred and fiftieth appearances for, for 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 the club on Saturday, so certainly uh, making a bit of a name of, of, for himself around Fratton Park nowadays. And like you say, becoming a bit, a bit of a fan's favourite, although he has been for quite a while now. Um, so great milestone for Sean Raggett of the weekend, also for Marlon Paxam his 500th EFL appearance. Uh, it's a phenomenal achievement and he managed to do it with his hometown club as well and securing a victory in the same time. Yeah, exactly. And, and like we said earlier on, that, that assist for Dane Scarlett as well is, is, is just ridiculous. Like How on earth we've got him at this level? Is, is You just watch him play and it's just, it's just like a cheat code. I think Danny Cowley said last season like uh, when we played Sheffield Wednesday about, about having Barry Bannon. Um, and he's Marlon Pack's the same sort. Of, he's cut from the same sort of ilk as, as him. He's just oozes quality, and I think it's the player we've been crying out for for years. Like that number six, sort of number six, number eight hybrid, which he is. He just compliments sort of Tom Lowry yesterday. He complimented him so well, and I think you, he could probably play in any system. It's almost like in possession. It's almost like he drops into like a three three in defence, and then just sprays parts sprays passes left, right, and centre, and it's it's ridiculous how on earth we've managed to get him at League One level is fair play to Danny Cowley because I have no idea what he's doing playing at League One and the depth of this squad as well Sam um, Saturday we saw that um, utilised really well the returning Clark Robertson uh, came back from his injury and started on Tuesday night last week against Newport County in the Carabao Cup came off a bench quite early on in the 11th minute on Saturday uh, due to a, an injury to Michael Morrison it was a clash of heads between him and Ellis Harrison Danny Cowley after the game saying that um, the, the challenge from Ellis Harrison was quite reckless we, we sort of know what Ellis Harrison's about he does like to go in with, with his arms raised yeah, but it is what it is. Michael Morrison came off. I think it may have just been concussion. Um, hopefully so. Hopefully there's no um, there's no further damage to him, and, and, and maybe it's just a precaution from Danny Cowley to do that. But it brought Clark Robertson on. It allowed you know left foot players to come on um, after having two right footed centre backs at the back. It allowed Sean Raggett to move over to the right side of the defence. Had he started from the left, and really, as much as you don't want to see any player come off, you don't want to be forced into bend changes early on didn't really make much of a difference if you've got Clark Robertson's backup you're laughing yeah exactly Clark Robertson's another player if 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 he was consistently fully fit he is another player who wouldn't be playing at League One um, it's another good bit of business from Danny Cowley to get him in uh, when we did last summer and I think he, he showed at the back end of last season how, how good he actually was and that partnership with Sean Ragger was excellent and I think it was unfortunate that he got injured when he did because he played pretty much every minute of pre-season which is, which is just unfortunate for him um but I say I think the only way which he's gonna, which he was going to get back in the team was was an unfortunate injury to to Michael Morrison or Sean Raggett, and I say it's 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 a good option to have on the bench. I think 
depending on what the injury is to, to Michael Morrison, we probably could use another centre half, especially if uh, Hadji Minogue is going to be going on loan this week. Um, I say it'll be, it's, it'll be interesting to see, but sort of like another centre half to complement and be the fourth one in that sort of um, that centre half room. We, we, we've got, I think it'll be good, and you, especially if it's a young player coming down on loan to learn from players like Clark Robertson, Sean Raggett, and Michael Morrison. It will do them the world of good. Yeah. So Pompey 1-0 winners over Port Vale at the weekend. A victory, uh, which of course added three points to the Blues tally in League One this season. Sent them to the top of the standings after six games played. Uh, and you've been having your say back on Twitter as well. Ryan Lewis says his man of the match was Tom Lowry. I do feel we need to strengthen with a centre-back and maybe a left-back too. I'm feeling so much uh, for the connection with the club. And the social media content is very good, which is something Sam was talking about earlier in the show as well. And we have most definitely going up. Thank you to Ryan for getting in touch on Twitter there. Right. We are just coming up to 20 to 7 here on Express FM, so it's time now for one final ad break before myself and Sam return with even more Pompey discussion alongside the post-match thoughts of Marlon Pack himself. He was full of praise for Spurs loanee Dane Scarlett after he scored his maiden goal in senior football at the weekend. That was coming for him. He's been brilliant since the, the moment he walked through the door. Really humble lad, real great attitude and obviously his ability speaks for itself. So it's nice to play a part in the uh, history of Dane Scarlett. I'm sure for him it would be the first of many in a Portsmouth shirt and um, the first of many for Alta, I'm sure, which would be a very successful career for him. We'll also be turning our attention to tomorrow night's Papa John's Trophy opener at Crawley when the Football Hour returns after this. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5. A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of ten day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello and welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM. Brought to you by Stagecoach South. Download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to locate your nearest stop, prepay for your ride and track down the next bus too. Still to come between now and seven, we'll gather the final thoughts of Sam Macy, our score predictions for tomorrow's clash with Crawley, and of course, the last of the text, tweets and emails from back home too. Text for Word Express, followed by your name and message to 81400. Tweet us using at ExpressFM if you're on Twitter, email sport at expressfm.com, or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. But first, let's hear from homegrown hero Marlon Pack. Henry Port asked for his reflection of the game, which saw Pompey claim victory by a goal to nil to go top of the League One table. Yeah, I think overall it was uh, obviously a, a tough battle for us. Um, they really, um, really stuck on us at times and put a lot of balls in our box, but I think credit to the boys defended well. I think this will be a tough place to come uh, for a lot of teams this year. Um, so if we want to do well this year, we're going to have to come to places like this and, and um, really battle, do the kind of hard stuff and um, win second balls. And, and then obviously when we get our, our chances, we have to take them. So um, I, I think there's moments in the game where we can improve on, but I think overall three points away from home is, is very pleasing. Just a note on the 500 league appearance, how proud are you to hit that number? Yeah, I am. Um, of course I am. But I think you kind of probably take more stock of it when you retire. I think obviously for me that you know the more pleasing thing is, is the win and and then Dane scoring his first goal. Um, I think I take those two um, 
those two points more out of the game and yeah the 500 league game's real good and um, you know I just want to keep adding, adding to that that milestone Felt like a proper League One fixture up there today how was it to play in? Yeah I think in the centre of the pitch it was quite tough a lot of second balls and um, a lot of balls going over my head so but listen you don't get it all, all your own way in, in this division and, and when we did get the ball down at times we, we created some really good opportunities so you know being a little bit critical we, we probably could have taken our chances a little bit more especially towards the end of the game where we got on a few a, a few times but um, a clean sheet again and uh, a good win to, to send the away fans back to Portsmouth with. Obviously the winning moment that saw you assist Dane Scarlett for his opening goal and his first goal in senior football how important is that for him and also for the team moving forwards? Of course it is I think um, that was coming for him he's been brilliant since the, the moment he walked through the door you know, really humble lad, uh, real great attitude, and obviously his ability speaks for itself. So, yeah, it's nice to play a part in the uh, history of Dane Scarlett. Um, and uh, a couple of us lads scored our first league goal here as well, so it's good to have something in common with him. So, I'm sure for him it would be the first of many in a Portsmouth shirt, and um, the first of many throughout, uh, I'm sure, which would be a very successful career for him. And over 1,600 Pompey fans travelled today. How important were they in us seeing the win through? I think they're always brilliant. Um, I, can't, I don't think uh, uh, we can't speak highly of, uh, highly of them. You know, as as a, as a group for us, um, uh, the way they, they they travel in their numbers and get behind the boys, they're a real testament to, uh, to the club. So, um, like I said, real really nice to to send them home with three points and um, you know onto another busy week for us. And there we had Marlon Pack speaking to Henry Port after the full time whistle on Saturday afternoon, where Pompey claimed a one 0 victory away at Port. Vale. Sam, we were speaking earlier in the show about, yes, it's been a great start to the season. You mentioned it's been a difficult one and Pompey have had to grind out victories under very difficult circumstances. However, looking at the fixtures that we've had to start the campaign, forget Sheffield Wednesday at the start of the season as an outlier. On paper, they've been favourable. We now head into September after tomorrow's game at Crawley, of course, which we'll come on to talk about in a moment. We start it with a home game against fourth place Peter Oveva fantastic start to the season we've also got Burton away on a Tuesday night Plymouth Argyle Bolton Wanderers this is a very tough month coming up and really a real big test of Pompey's character if they get through this maybe we could start to believe a bit more yeah definitely I think the Peterborough game on Saturday is going to be an interesting one I don't think they're as good away from home as they are when they play at home uh, at London Road I think the, the, the firepower they've got going forward is going to be probably the toughest test we have this season Johnson Clark Harris Jack Marriott they they got some excellent players going forward and I think it's going to be a tough one for us to sort of contain them um, but if there's a centre-half who can do it it's obviously going to be Sean Raggett but I think yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting month or so um, I think a lot of those games are at Fran Park I think the only one which we've got coming up which isn't at Fran Park in the next um, the next four in the league is Barnsley away um, and I think we've shown what we can do at Fran Park especially with allowed Fratton Park going forward and um, yeah, I say if we, if we wheel the boys on we, we should be absolutely fine but I just I just hope that we can carry on the form which we've shown and, and sort of get everyone excited because this is this is the time to do it when you're playing against the teams in and around us that was our Achilles heel last season we were, we were fine against that sort of like bottom 12 that bottom half but it was the teams in and around us we, we, we struggled to beat and I think beating Peterborough would be a massive statement of intent and I think it would only strengthen our position at the top of the league and really really sort of um, send a message out to the rest of the league If there's anywhere to do that Sam Fratton Park under what well, I imagine what I assume would be a sold out PO4 on Saturday afternoon against Peterborough the crowd will be up for it um, both the home and away supporters Peterborough do usually travel down in pretty decent numbers very good footballing side we imagine they will be at least in the top six come the end of the season it's going to be a tough game but maybe it's something that 
maybe you know the crowd at Fratton Park, Danny Cowley, will actually use that to their advantage. You have the crowd spur them on, use the big occasion to go, do you know what, this is it, lads, win this game, and maybe, like we said earlier, we could start to believe maybe this is the year for Pompey. It will only be match day seven. There still will be a long time to go. But if you can beat a, pe- a team like Peterborough, we will feel ultimately untouchable. Yeah, I think I think that's it. If you look at sort of the teams we played last season, at the back end of it, you've got the Rotherham game, the Wigan game, and the crowd played a massive part in, in the results we got from that. I think if we're able to sort of carry on the form we showed at the back end of last season, playing against teams at the top of League One, then there's no reason why we can't sort of pick up a lot of points from the next few games, especially with with, with the sides coming up. I think... Peterborough we sort of always want to beat Plymouth I think is sort of well publicised the, the rivalry we sort of have with them over the last sort of few years um, yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting but I, I've got faith that we can sort of hopefully pick up between between six and nine points from, from those four games and it, that'll be a good return I think yeah and we, we've spoken about so far on the show Sam we've asked a question on social media for, for Pompey fans man of the match from Saturday but also um, the, the connection with the club and as well as that um, where they believe Danny Carley needs to strengthen over the next few days before Thursday's transfer deadline that's when the window slams shut um, Pompey we, we, we've already spoken about the depth and the quality and depth that we've got in this squad is already quite fantastic um, personally I feel like if we ended the window as it is now I wouldn't be too disappointed with that I, I, I feel like we're quite content to go at least till January with the squad we've got however Danny Cowley is not quite finished he's, he's told the media for the last couple of weeks he wants more players if that is the assumption who and, and, and which position would you like to see come into the club where would you say would be the least or the area where we've got the least depth at the moment um, I think I think we've got quite a lot of depth possibly everywhere but I think we've, we've been after for the whole transfer window sort of like a left-sided defender um, I think we, we, we want someone who can sort of be Clark Robertson's understudy should, should he be injured or and, and can come in and sort of fill that void I think Conor Ogilvy could do it if, if, if needs be and then you sort of need, need a full-back but I think Joe Rafty I think he played left-back in the Cardiff game and he looked quite good there yeah. Um even Zach Swanson could probably fill in at centre half if needs be, but probably a natural, a natural centre half. I think, I think we've we've been after another winger and sort of a little bit more pace going forward, sort of like someone off the bench. Um, and then you could possibly make an argument for another player in, in central midfield, but then it all sort of depends on on the situation. Ryan Tunnicliffe, Kieran Freeman, if they're going to be going out to sort of the clubs have been linked respectively to those two players, um, that's going to f- free up funds for us to sort of see what's on the market and things like that. But I think. I think it's going to be if we get those two players out I can see two or three coming in yeah. if not then I can only sort of see one player coming in I think knowing knowing sort of what Danny Cowley likes I think he's been after a centre half as well so I can see it being a defensive player and then should those two players I mentioned go out um, of the club I think we, we, we might get a winger and possibly a central midfielder yeah. and interesting as Sam mentions there the, the saga regarding both Kieran Freeman and, and, and indeed, indeed Ryan Tunnicliffe as well both been linked with moves away from Fratton Park for, for the last month or so Kieran Freeman is rumoured to maybe go to Doncaster Rovers Ryan Tunnicliffe has piqued the interest of AFC Wimbledon in League 2 nothing yet has materialised but maybe that could change over the next few days 
or so. Um, Blue Blood uh, on Twitter, I believe your name might be Lenny, uh, says we need a centre-back. We've got no depth there and maybe even another midfielder as well. I mean, interesting bit about that is like Sam mentioned there, Joe Rafferty can play at the left-back position as well, as can Zach Swanson. He's a promising young player still at the moment out with an injury after a minor clash he picked up at Newport last week. Um, Denver Hume still yet to come back from injury, so that's another left-sided player. Hadjim Noga can play at centre-back or right-back. Um, and indeed, like, like again, like Sam said, Joe Rafferty can also fit in at centre-back as well. But do you believe that maybe Pompey need a more natural centre-back as cover in that position as we head deeper into the League One campaign? Hadjim Noga, of course, rumoured with a loan move away from Fratton Park, so that could all change over the next few days as well. OK, moving on now, and Crawley Town are up next for the Blues in the first round of the group stage fixtures in this season's Papa John's Trophy. The Red Devils are now guided by former England youth coach Kevin Betsy. And here's what to expect of the League Two outfit upon Pompey's arrival to the Broadfield Stadium tomorrow night. Another cup competition comes around for Pompey this midweek and it's another away trip for Danny Cowley's side. Crawley Town await for the first group stage game of this season's Papa John's Trophy. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. The table-topping Blues secured a 1-0 victory at Port Vale on Saturday to keep their unbeaten League One record intact. But it's trophy time now for Pompey and it's Crawley Town who await. Manager. The League Two Red Devils are led by Kevin Betsy, who is somewhat of a newcomer to the managerial scene. The 44-year-old was appointed at the Broadfield Stadium on June the 6th, following the dismissal of disgraced manager John Jens. Betsy's only previous experiences as a gaffer come from leading academy sides such as the Arsenal under-23s, England under-18s, under-70s and the under-16s, where his head coach duties began. Since taking over at Crawley, the former Barnsley, Wickham and Seychelles midfielder has recorded just two competitive victories, both came in the Carabao Cup. One to watch. Although he is yet to open his account in a competitive fixture for Crawley, we can't ignore the striker Dom Telford, who claimed the accolade of League Two's top goalscorer whilst at Newport County last season. The 25-year-old bagged 25 league goals during the 2021-22 campaign, but has started just two of Crawley's opening six league games this time around, failing to find the back of the net up to this stage. Telford had scored a brace in the Red Devils' victory over Scottish Premiership side Hearts in pre-season, but has been frustrated ever since. Nonetheless, a forward with his reputation cannot be quickly dismissed. Surely it's just a matter of time before he bags his first competitive goal of a season. Top scorer. 18-year-old attacking midfielder James Balagizi is currently the side's leading scorer across all competitions, netting twice in the league and once in the Carabao Cup. The Liverpool Loney made his professional football debut with the Red Devils at the start of the season and has been a big hit with the fans already, irrespective of the goals he has scored on top of his performances. Manager Kevin Betsy was even quoted in saying that Crawley have no right in signing a player of Balagizzi's quality. Current form. Crawley have started their League 2 campaign very poorly. They have yet to taste victory, having lost four and drawn two of their opening six matches. Kevin Betsy's side have, however, enjoyed success in the Carabao Cup knocking out League One Bristol Rovers in the first round before dispatching Premier League Fulham by two goals to nil in round two. 
that win undoubtedly the biggest upset of the second round. They began the weekend in 23rd position before travelling to rock bottom Rochdale. The two sides shared a point at Scotland but Crawley jumped up a place into 22nd following Hartlepool United's defeat at Leighton Orient. Could the Red Devils produce another cup success or will it be the Blues who kickstart their Papa John's Trophy campaign with a victory? Join us for a slice of the action on Pompey Live. They are having a closer look at Crawley Town, the Blues opponents in the Papa John's Trophy tomorrow evening. All of the unmissable action here on Pompey Live from 7 o'clock. Kickoff 7.45 in West Sussex. I won't be there for that one. I'll be at the ground. Uh, I'm actually taking my other half to the game because she's a Crawley fan. I know, I feel quite sorry for her myself, but I promised her that I'll take her to the game. So uh, we're doing that. We will, of course, be in the away end. I'm not... Not a snake. I don't go in the home end if Pompey are playing someone else. We will be in the, in the away end, so I've managed to convince her um, of that at least. Uh, Sam, Papa John's Trophy returns. <laughs> We're topped out of the Carabao Cup. Yeah. We speak about it season upon season. Are these trophy cup competitions are a hindrance? I'm fed up of talking about it, but it's here. We've got Crawley. We've got three games as a minimum in, in the group stages, um, including Wimbledon and the Aston Villa under-23s as well. But going into tomorrow, Crawley, they've not started the League 2 campaign too well. Um, they haven't won a game yet. They've only picked up two points. They're 22nd in the table. But they have actually produced a couple of cup upsets with Bristol Rovers, as we mentioned in that this week's opposition feature, and Premier League outfit Fulham. If they're not going to have too much of a great time in the league, maybe the cup competitions, the trophy competitions are where they're going to be strongest this season. Yeah, Crawley like a cup run. I remember uh, however many years ago it was under Steve Evans. They, I think they played Man United away a little while ago, but um, that's irrelevant to the point. But I think uh, it's going to be interesting. They're sort of, they've been a, a bit of a weird, they've been a weird pre-season, sort of like new ownership, sort of some big money signings. But I, I say it's not going to be the Pompey team which, which plays against Peterborough. It's probably going to be Eight, nine, ten, eleven changes. I think there's going to be a lot of fringe players and sort of players coming back from injury. I, I, I would be surprised if Joe Morrell didn't play and get probably about sixty minutes at least. Uh, I hope to see someone like Jaden Reed sort of get his first competitive minutes for Pompey. Um, Rico Hackett will probably end up playing. Uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting one to see. Uh, probably Joe Piggott will get some minutes up front as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see see sort of what team we put out. I'd, I'd like to see sort of. Uh, the new keeper we've got. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Uh, Josh Oluwimi. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> game, game, some minutes. Um, sort of give give Josh Griffiths a little bit of a rest and and sort of give Josh a run out. Other Josh that is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be the Pompey team which plays Peterborough. So I, I say it's, I'll, I'll have one eye on it. But if if we lose on it's it's not it's not the end of the world. It's sort of if we if we if we get kicked get knocked out of the cups, say it doesn't doesn't really make too much difference to to many Pompey fans. I think the league's the priority, and hopefully, if 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 we do end up sort of getting knocked out in 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 the group stages, then we can just solely focus our full attention on the league. Chris Evans on Twitter, the final message coming in for tonight's show. Marlon Pack is our Doyles from our title winning season. We need a defender and George Hurst. I love the video they did for Louis Thompson. So wonderful. And yes, we are going up. Play up Pompey. Thank you to Chris Evans on Twitter there. I'd like to think that at Crawley tomorrow, um, Joe Morrell will be starting. I'd also like to think that Jay Mingy and Joe Piggott will also be named in that starting eleven um, due to the, the minutes or the lack of minutes they've had over the last couple of weeks. So I'd like to think that they would be starting tomorrow's game. And of, and of course, the keeper that Sam mentions, Josh Oluwaimi, who has yet to make his Pompey 
debut right score predictions time um, we've got a few coming in on social media Simon's going for a 3-0 Pompey win Steve says 2-0 Pompey kick that winning momentum going and uh, Chris is going for a 4-0 written all over it Pompey victory um, and let's take that momentum going into Saturday's game at Peterborough momentum is obviously the key word this evening Sam we want to be keeping that w winning confidence that winning feeling going no matter the competition but the Blues away to Crawley Town tomorrow. We expect wholesale changes. What are you going for? Uh, I will go for a 3-1 Pompey win. 3-1 Pompey win, says Sam Macy. I'm going to go for a comfortable 3-0 victory. Let's go for a Joe Piggott hat-trick. Why not? Okay, Sam Macy is joining me on the, uh, the, the football hour this evening throughout the entire show. It's just been the two of us, Sam. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your bank holiday Monday to join us. Yeah, no worries, Jake. Always happy to help. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you in the next few weeks. Up the blues, we certainly will. And, of course, Pompey are in action tomorrow evening. The Papa John's Trophy returns and Danny Cowley's side are travelling to Crawley Town in the first round of group stage fixtures of this season's competition. You can join us for all of the unmissable action tomorrow evening from 7. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Did somebody say top of the league? Playing 4-4-2. He's got for Portsmouth. Can he get the shot away? He can. And he'll score his first senior goal. A 1-0 victory over Port Vale at the weekend lifted the Blues up into first place in League One. But now they turn their attention to the return of the Papa Jumps trophy. Join us for Pompey's first group stage game away at Crawley Town tomorrow evening from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Well, thank you once again to Sam Macy for joining us on the Football Hour this evening. It's been a pleasure to have him on. Thank you to everyone who tuned in over the course of the last 60 minutes or so. We really do appreciate your interaction tonight. And, of course, thank you to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another season of the Football Hour here on Express FM. OK, coming up here on the station this evening. Well, what an incredible weekend it's been for Express FM and the city of Portsmouth. A wonderful weekend was spent at Victorious. We had some fantastic coverage of the entire festival here on Express FM. A win for Pompey on Saturday, of course, to go top of the League One table. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring you all of the action from both Vale Park and Victorious Festival over the last few days. But coming up tonight, Jeff and Ada back with a soft rock show right after the news at 7. They'll be chatting to Dave Hill from Slade, as well as playing the latest by The Kooks, Echo in the Dark and Wildfire. Kevin Stokes returns with that 80 show between 9 and 11pm. And then tomorrow morning from 6.30, Express Breakfast with Ian James. Just great songs, the latest on the roads and the Express Rewind, of course, from 9 o'clock as well. Paul Marsh between 10 and 1. And from 7, Pompey Live returns for the Blues trip to Crawley Town in the Papa John's Trophy. Join us for that one live from the Broadfield Stadium. But until then, Pompey fans, have a great evening. I'll be back on Friday night to preview Pompey's home game against Peterborough.